Check, check, check. Many men stronger than me throwing their backs out trying to live. Me, I'm not a gambler. You count on me to split. The face of polish in the evening by the morning looks like shit. God, I'm just kidding. I'm Connor Oberst. Hello. Hello. Hello, love. What you doing? Well, um, I got a little drunk yesterday. Mm, I got a little drunk two days ago. Oh, cool. To all the YFTers out there, we're doing this one real early today. Yeah, I'm having my Sunday morning coffee. 7.30 call time, which I pushed to 7.45 because your boy needed to make some eggs. Oh, some eggs, huh? Which, by the way, I tweeted it out, but I'm becoming dangerously good at poaching eggs. I saw this tweet. Yeah. What's the secret? Vinegar. Ew. I know, but you can't really taste the vinegar. When you think of poached eggs, you think of Eggs Benedict, which, have you ever Mm -hmm. made Egg Benedict from scratch? No, you're talking to. I don't make anything. Okay. I get my food meal prepped weekly. Has Rye made eggs Benedict for you? No, but Rye makes me hard boiled eggs all the time because I love them. Oh, great. It smells like farts. <laughs> but like when you think of poached eggs, you think of eggs Benedict, which by the way is just a heart attack. I mean, it's delicious, <laughs> but do you know what's in hollandaise sauce? No, I don't eat that. You don't eat eggs Benedict? No, I don't. Oh, dude. I mean, I will admit that it is straight up diabetes in a can, but it is delicious on brunch Sundays. But egg hollandaise sauce is just, wait for it, egg yolks, not egg whites, egg yolks, which is where the cholesterol comes from, and lemon juice and like paprika and sticks and sticks and sticks of butter. That's uh-huh. all. Well, that's what makes it good. <laughs> no shit. But I will say this about poached eggs is they're very healthy. Like there's no oil. There's no butter. You're not cooking it in anything. You're just cooking it in water. And then there's a little bit of vinegar. The vinegar makes the egg like come together. It all sticks together. Mm. So yes, it takes a little bit longer. You got to wait for like water to boil. But oh man, there's nothing more satisfying than putting your fork into that yolk and letting it drizzle all over your avocado toast. Mm, that's what she said. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know if you ever said that, but yeah. <laughs> Toads. Another thing, not to like get into the show too early, but can I tell you one of my favorite things? Sure. When it comes to food. No better way to open the show than a favorite thing. Yeah. Dude, stop going to Ralph's. Stop going to Safeway. Stop going to Costco. Find yourself a somewhat questionable market, hopefully uh-huh. run by a Mexican family. And do your shopping there. That is the best place to buy anything. The food there is always super bomb. They've got the best guacamole and chicken and sausages, ground beef. It's always super cheap. It's the best. Shout out to Eminem Market down the street from me. That place can get it. Wow. I feel like that's probably easier to find in California. True, but I would say in Nashville, supermarcados were the jam. Over by your old house, yeah, there were a bunch of good supermarcados. Oh, interesting. Supermarcado. Supermarcado. I like a good Publix run myself. I've become a, a, quite a fan of Publix. Didn't know that it was such like a big thing in Florida until I went to Florida and everybody was like, oh, the pub sub, the greatest creation of all time. And I'm like, I mean, it's a sub. It's fine. Yeah. But I will say Publix has the best buffalo chicken dip. 
ever had in my whole life. Really? It's a crack. Oh yeah. We buy it like we buy like three tubs of it every week and just go through it. Like it's insane. Who's we? You? Me and Rye. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, mostly me. Yeah. Mostly me. I'm like one for you, two for me. Yeah. That's the golden ratio for relationships, by the way. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Wait. One for you, two for me. Okay, I'll give you public sub if you give me Costco hot dog. I'm not a big hot dog gal. Wow. Costco's got some gems though. Well, okay, have you have you done Costco pizza? I've done Costco pizza and for a minute there, I guess I was in college maybe. I was really into making like tuna salad every day. Yeah. Costco's canned tuna. Is the best canned tuna I have yet to find. I wish I was like a Mormon family that had like 17 kids so it, I could justify going to Costco because yeah. I do love a Costco. The problem is you go in there for like toilet paper and bleach and you come out with a 72-inch fucking flat screen. <laughs> They're so cheap there. Yeah, you're like, I can't pass. This TV's $17, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of this brand, but I can't pass this up. Yeah, totally. Noise-canceling <laughs> headphones? I could use another one of those. Yeah. Eight bucks. I need a backup pair, Mom! Yeah. I also loved... Your family is big. My family is big, too. I remember when we would when we would go houseboating at Lake Mead, we would go to Costco beforehand, and we wouldn't get the grocery cart. We'd get the rolling pallet. Do you remember that? Yes. The biggest flex in all of dad moves ever is being like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I need 25 square feet if I'm going to do anything in this building. It's like the Ikea carts, same thing. We were talking <laughs> yesterday. We had like a little pool day with our quarantine crew, and <clears throat> we were talking about spud guns. Do you remember spud guns? No, what's that? Potato launchers? No. I'm surprised you're, with your farm life, you no one ever built a spud gun for you. No, I've never never seen one, never heard of it. So Enlighten me. Okay, so basically it's two pieces of PVC pipe, one thicker and one smaller, put mm -hmm. together. And then um, at the uh, at the thicker end, there's a backing that unscrews. And so at the thinner end, you unscrew it from the thicker end and you shove a potato in the skinny end. And then in the thicker end, you unscrew the back of it. You spray Aquanet in there, which is hairspray. Oh, I know about Aquanet from yeah. my cheerleading days. Thank you very much. Yeah, you do. You throw in some of that Aquanet, then you put the cap back on, and then there's like this little like igniter in there, and you hit that igniter, the Aquanet turns into the accelerant, aka gunpowder, and shoots oh. that fucking potato 73 miles at 4,000 no. miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and we would go on houseboating and we bring our fucking potato gun, which I think is illegal to make, by the way. <laughs> it sounds illegal. <laughs> and we would go on the lake on our houseboat and we would get into, well, one-sided wars because the other boat didn't have fucking yeah. spud guns. And we would just be launching fucking potatoes at these people. And they'd be sounds like, really fun. It actually, it's the most fun. Also, maybe kind of dangerous. And I can't wait to hear the comments of like, so-and-so, my cousin lost their finger to spud guns. And it's very, uh, it's so unacceptable that it's so cringeworthy that you would talk about spud guns this way. And one star. I swear to God, every fucking episode, I say I have one rant, and I go and look on the reviews, and someone gets pissed off. Stop getting angry. This show is funny. Stop yeah, we're just being trying a, to be funny here. I know. I saw someone was like, 
I was the treasurer of the sorority and like watching, listening to you talk about that was cringe. Dude, it happened 17 years ago. And it's a funny story. <laughs> you can't win anymore. No, you can't. Anyways, fucking spud guns, bro. Uh, should we start the show? Yeah, let's do it. I think it's you. I think so too. <clears throat> Got the black lung pop. Rose and hoes. <laughs> You're listening to your favorite thing podcast with Wells. Hey, Brad. I like that you cleared your throat and you still and it still came out bad. I mean, everyone's gonna think I've got the Rona because that's what everyone's gonna think. But I've got a little scratchy throat going on. Do you? Yeah, I think it's the change in the weather, though. It's been chilly here in Nashville, and I am here for it. Fall is upon us. Oh, it's upon us, all right. The low this week is like 42. Can't wait. I've already ordered my uh, puffer coats for the season. Yeah? It's like, can't wait for winter. Um, <clears throat> I hate to start the show on like a, you know, a downer, but can I tell you one of my least favorite things? Yes, please, go. It's actually funny. Okay, I really hope there are some females out there that know what the hell I'm talking about or I'm going to feel real stupid. But I feel like this is a thing. Rai Rai, he's just the most adorable thing in the world, you mm, know? Like, yeah. he's sexy as hell. So, so handsome. Yeah. Like, obsessed with the guy. Yeah. He's got kind of a big nose. Yeah. And I think it's really cute, except that big nose. It touches the skin in the crease of my cheek and my nose, and it made the biggest sit I've ever had in my entire freaking life from kissing me and the nose going in the crease and all the oil from his nose in the crease of my face, and now I have a zit. I don't get zits, Wells. This is an issue. It's the price you pay for love, sister. Do do you do this to Sarah? I don't know. We both have small noses. You mean to call her and ask her? I'm kind of curious. Like, so I've only had this happen. The reason I know what it is, he was like, it's not my nose. And I was like, let me tell you why I know it's your nose. When I was 20, I dated a guy who also had a big nose. Actually, I think bigger than the rise nose. And it did the same thing. And I think it ruined our relationship because I was like, you got to stop kissing me. I have a zit from your nose. Mm. I'm telling you that's what this is. So like, what do we do? Because like, I can't stop kissing him. Yeah. I don't know. Cut but that. I can't be having this big zit on my face. This is the money maker, you know? Yeah. Okay. Let's let's see if Sarah is dealing with this as well. Yes, baby. Hi, you're on YFT uh, with Wells and Brandy. Brandy has a question for you. <laughs> is this about the bed stuff? <laughs> oh yes, it is. <laughs> Never just give up a bunch of information. <laughs> you didn't even need to do that. But now everyone needs to know what the bed stuff is. I don't even know what the bed stuff is. You said, well, maybe you don't remember. You were a little drunk last night, but you said, I was go I'm going to put this on the podcast. I'm going to, you're a podcast joke now. It's not sexual for those thinking that. Okay, so what was it? It's how I sleep with the sheets and such. I have no recollection of this. Please enlighten me. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. You were very, very upset. I, it, it gets very hot in our bedroom. Yeah. And so you like to sleep underneath the sheet and the comforter. But oh, yeah. sometimes I just sleep oh, yeah. under just the comforter. And then you go. Not sometimes. Not sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up, I turned, I turned the AC on last night and then I ended up getting cold. So I actually slept under the sheet last night. Oh, you did? So, yes, sometimes. Not all the time, but sometimes. But so what my gripe is, is that I'm underneath the sheet and the comforter like a normal human. And she's mm -hmm. only underneath the comforter. So then I try to, I like, curl over to her to cuddle with her. 
but we're not on the same plane of fabric. So then I'm cuddling with someone who is not underneath the sheet with me. It's so frustrating. I can see that. Yep. I can see and that. And last night, see, Rye, you had that same Rye doesn't point of even tone use of voice a sheet, a and, sheet. and level of volume and saying that you were going to talk about this on the podcast. So that's why I was like, oh, is this about the bed stuff? <laughs> no, actually, it's not. Brandy has a question for you about kissing. Oh, okay. Shoot. Hey, girl. All right. Also, hi. Hey, Sarah. Hey. I love Rai Rai so much. He's just so cute, but he has kind of a big nose. And when he kisses me, his nose goes into the crease between my cheek and my nose and creates a very massive pimple from the oil on his nose. Does this happen to you? Is this a me problem or is this a universal problem? Um, it does not happen to me. It does not. I'm sorry, Brandy. May I suggest oil blotting papers? Yep. I'll just keep him in my back pocket, and every time he's about to kiss me, wait, 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 wait blockers. I think also, Brandy, how long is his nose in the crease for? I feel like you have to have a lot of contact for it to be able to create such um, transfer of oils Oil. to clog pores. You guys yeah, are making up for know. a long time, girl. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess when you're macking and you're like getting it on, it's like it's in there, you know? <laughs> when you get on the level of arguing about sheets, then we can talk to you. All right? You're not there yet. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right. I love you. I love you, babe. Okay, By the way, some YFTer sent me a picture of you and Rye, and you can definitely see that Rye has got a hickey. Oh, it's not a hickey. It's an ingrown hair. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Because I think it's disgusting. And he's like, it's fine. It'll go away. It's an ingrown hair. No, it's because you're it was sucking on his neck like a vampire. I mean, I do do that. Do do. But I'm not very good at giving hickeys. He's really good at it. Like, he can do one in like two seconds. But like, I'll try to give him one and I fail miserably. But I think the same wife tear sent it to me because she was like, mm -hmm. I can just hear Wells right now saying you're getting some deep dick in. And yeah, I was yeah. like, I wish that was it. Yeah, I wish said, it was it. They sent it to me too. I like that. That was funny. Hilarious. Love our wife tears. Yeah. Dude, we had a dinner party the other night and let's just say it. I'm an old white person now. <laughs> Explain. I, I did. I said we had a dinner party. That's what old oh, white people that's, do. That's just it. That's the reason. Yeah, but I cooked for everybody. The great I've thing, been having dinner parties for years. Have you? Kind of, yeah. Yeah, but you've been an old white person for a very long time. I'm new to it. You're I'm, right. I'm new to the You're game. Right. Mm. You got some fave things, bruh? Well, bruh, we attempted to watch a couple of things. Okay. Um, We tried to give the sci-fi show you recommended. Raised by Wolves. Raised by Wolves. We tried to give that a shot. Yeah. Wells, I can't watch it. Why? It's not holding me. It's not grasping me. I will say this. Did you get through the first episode? Yeah, we did. I think we were on episode like three. The whole war between the atheists and the religious people? Mm-hmm. I kind of like that. Them going back to Earth to like see what happened in that war. I thought that was kind of cool. Mm -hmm. And then also the freaking android that brings down the entire ship. That girl, yeah. that bitch fucked up. She's nuts, yeah. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. I think I said, like, I'm early on it. I don't know if I love it or if I hate it. What I said last week was I thought it was beautifully shot, which I will stand by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do feel like they spent a lot of money on it. I'm going to stick with it because it's my, like, uh, it's the show that I watch without Sarah. So whenever she's, like, doing her own thing, I get to watch it. 
and I'm still into it. Rye liked it more than me, but Rye does this thing, mm-hmm. and it's just like, I just can't. There's two types of people, okay? There's people that can read a book and multitask, yeah, which is not me, and there's people that can't. Uh, Rye reads while we watch television. Really? Yeah. What is he reading? Feist or something that's just like like a smarty pants book. I don't know. I know. And I, so he like reads that while we watch TV. And I'm like, are you even paying attention? And he'd be like, yeah, da, 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 just happened. And I'm like, what? How does he do it? Wow, you're you're dating an android. <laughs> I'm serious. It freaks me. Uh, but he likes it more than me. Yeah. He like can keep up with the story, even though he's reading. And I'm still like, what just happened? It's just mm-hmm. a lot. Have you heard he's going to kill me because I refused to watch this with him, but I'm going to steal it as a recommendation because he raved about it. But if he finds out I used it as a recommendation, he's going to be so mad. Okay. Have you heard of my octopus teacher? No. I wonder if he's in here. Right? No. Great. Okay. It's on Netflix. It's a documentary. The thing is a filmmaker forges an unusual friendship with an octopus living in a South African kelp forest, learning as the animal shares the mysteries of her world. I don't want to watch something about an octopus. I just can't care about an octopus, you know, not for me. And then he watched it and he was like, oh, it's not even about the octopus. It's about this guy and his journey and what the octopus teaches him about life. And it's so deep and awesome. Yeah, yeah, sounds great. And then I've had like all these people DM me and be like, you have to watch my octopus teacher. You and Rye will love it. It's so great. Man, I refuse to watch it. And now if I tell him I want to watch it, he's going to be like, oh, okay. Now you want to watch it. And then so I'm just going to pretend I didn't recommend it to you guys because apparently it's phenomenal. I'm going to totally watch this. My octopus teacher. I love it. Have you heard of Lovecraft Country? No. Oh, my. It's on HBO, and I guess it was a book or like a series of short stories they've now turned into this show. Here's a tag. A young African-American travels across the U.S. in the 1950s in search of his missing father. But it's so much more than that. Secret societies and ghosts and monsters and magic and shape-shifting and religion all like wound into one. I can't do it justice because there's so much is going on, but it's amazing. Wow. The protagonist is a guy named Atticus who like gets back from the Korean War and his father's gone missing. And his father has been like researching this like certain sect he goes and tries to find his dad i don't want to ruin it but like come to find out that like his dad was like kind of a part of this secret sect which is like descendants of adam like from adam and eve Mm -hmm. and like they're magical and atticus is also part of this descendant line and so he's like a little bit magical but then there are shapeshifters and crazy Eastern magic and like, I don't know. It's just, it's just so all over the place, but like really well done and so cool. And Oh, I just, I'm doing such a bad job of explaining what it is. Cause it's just kind of all over the place, but it is so amazing. Okay. And where, what's it on HBO? Sounds great. We did watch a movie that I don't know how I didn't know about this before. Cause it came out in 2018 have you seen Trial by Fire? I don't think so. I clicked on it because Laura Dern is in it, and I love her. So it's based on uh, a true story. Like, this actually happened. It says it's based on a 2009 investigative report um, by David Grant at The New Yorker. Uh, 
But anyway, so it's true story about a guy named Todd, uh, Cameron Todd Willingham is his poor name, uh, is his full name, a poor, uneducated, heavy metal devotee who has a violent streak and a criminal record is convicted of arson related triple homicide in 1992. During his 12 years on death row, Elizabeth Gilbert Lardern, an improbable ally, uncovers questionable methods and illogical conclusions in his case and battles with the state to expose suppressed evidence that could save him. So it's set in the early 90s. 90s, which is super cool. Lately, we've just seen so many shows that are based on true stories just about how freaking corrupt our justice system is and how broken it is. This is just like another one of those, but it's crazy. Like this guy, the opening scene is this guy coming out of his house. It's completely on fire. And it's really interesting the way they play it because the way they shoot it, especially that first scene, like it, it leaves it open to interpretation of like, is he trying to save his kids or is he not? Um, like he's acting really erratically and strange and like, it's, it's just weird. Like they almost seem like he's not trying to help get his kids out. And then as the story goes on, they show other scenes like flashbacks of it where you're like, Oh wait, is he trying to like, they really leave it so that you're totally questioning whether he's guilty or not, but he's, he's accused of murder because they're saying that he let his kids burn, didn't even try to get them out. And then they show in the very beginning that these cops or these, uh, investigators come in and. I guess they're like fire anal analysis or something and they come in and before they even walk in the door, they're convinced they've convinced themselves. They're like, oh yeah, this guy did this. Like, look at this, look at that. And it's like, they're almost like making it, you know, help their case that he's guilty in their report or whatever. Um, and because that happened in the early nineties and then 12 years later, he's like days away from his date of being put to death. And this like random woman, Elizabeth Gilbert, she, she the way she finds him is she's like working to try to get rid of the death penalty uh, in Texas and finds his case. And then like, she's only got like a couple of weeks to try to, uh, get the judge to at least postpone his death date or whatever, because she's finding all this new evidence. Wait a minute. This fire analysis isn't right. And this witness was bribed and whatever. And, uh, I don't want to run it for you. So go watch it. But, um, it's pretty fascinating. Laura Dern's phenomenal. The guy that plays the guy in prison, his name's Jack O'Connell. He's amazing. Rye really loved it, but great movie on Hulu. Speaking of the death penalty, I started reading The Green Mile. We watched this and Rye was like, have you seen The Green Mile? Which I haven't. You he haven't? Like, no. He was like, we got to watch that immediately. Holy shit, man. Tom Hanks? Yeah, I know. I know. I need to. I, I, it's just something I never saw. The Green Mile and Shawshank Redemption are the two Stephen King novels where you're like, Stephen King really can do anything. Yes, he mm. can like kill it at like horror or like sci-fi. And also stand by me. There's also a lot of heart in these. But that movie's Beautiful. But if you do, you like reading, you should read the book because it's pretty true to the movie. There's obviously like a lot more intricacies. And I don't know, like the way that Stephen King creates the narrator, which is the Tom Hanks character in the book is so great. I know I went away from my Stephen King kicks. I feel like a lot of people mm -hmm. were like, this fucking guy only listens, reads Stephen King, you know? <laughs> uh, but I was like, I got to get back in because you know what, dude? Let's just be fair, dude. That guy's going to go down as one of the greatest authors of all time. For sure. And the dude's alive right now. Yeah. The movie's so great, too. Tom Hanks, Michael Clark Duncan plays John Coffey, which is the guy that's, that's going to get the death penalty. That's such a good movie. Anyways, the book's great. Remember the YFT year was like, hey, you guys should read this book that's very similar to Hunger Games, but better and for yes. adults. And I was like, it's like The Bachelorette. Mm -hmm. The Savior's Champion. I finished it. And I will say this. It is like Hunger Games for adults. I will mm -hmm. also say this. Really predictable. Not to mm -hmm. be that guy, but like I totally called it early. 
But maybe it's like so predictable, like that. That's not what's supposed to be predictable about it. I don't know. Hated the ending because it ends like, wait, what? It ends like a to be continued for sure. We're like, hold on, I just went through this entire fucking thing, and this is how you. This is what uh, now I got to read another one. That's great though. That's a pretty great ending. Yeah, I, you're right. It's like good and bad. I'm like, what? Put a bow on it at least. <laughs> so is there a book too? There isn't. Something's wrong. <laughs> this author's an asshole. <laughs> but it is good. Like if you are into like Hunger Games stuff, but now you're an adult, you can handle them talking about like sex and a lot of like murder and gore. It's mm-hmm. for you. Anyways, great stuff. Okay. You know, I wanted to ask you, Brandy. What's that, Wells? I wanted to ask you about your favorite Insta filters because hmm. I noticed that you use a bunch of specific filters. And On my story or my feed? I think both. Like you have a very like specific aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And so I just want you to tell me and then all the YFTers out there what you're using. Huh. Well, I'm not trying to give away my secrets or anything. <laughs> okay, uh, so do you not mean I, I like to- I can cut this whole thing if you don't want me to. No, no, no. This is good. This is good. So my for my feed, I'm not gonna necessarily give away my secrets because I feel like your feed aesthetic is like very, it's like what sets you apart, right? Like I feel like anyone can just go buy a bunch of presets and make their feed look fancy, but then your feed just looks like everybody else's. So what I did with my feed is I have a photographer friend. Her name's Rachel Antigua. Um, she's amazing. I've talked about her before. She's the one that went on my South Africa trip with me and Rye and Olivia and took all of her awesome photos from Tualu. She's a wedding photographer normally, but she does great stuff. So she actually sells some presets on her website if you want to check that out. But she made me like my own kind of presets, like specific to like what I wanted. And she, she shot with me so much, like she just kind of knows what I like. So I have a couple of presets from her and then I just tweak them to make them like uh, like my own on my different photos um because presets here's the name of presets like they work sometimes and they don't others like it's not just like a one click and you're done like they make it seem when you are going to buy presets like you really have to tweak them depending on the lighting and stuff like that and the colors in your photo and stuff so I use Lightroom to do that, trying to learn Lightroom a little better. But as far as stories go, I do tend to use the same few filters on my story. And uh, I'm sure this is like common knowledge now. It took me a minute to figure out like when you see somebody post a story and you're like, oh, I want to try that filter. Do you know how to do that, Wells? Yeah, you like click on it and then you can do try it or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. So that's how you find filters. I mean, you can also search, but that's the best way to find filters is just like steal other people's basically. Um, So I've got a few that I really, really like. Feel free to steal. My favorite one is one that that same photographer, Rachel, she created three filters. My favorite one is called uh, Caramel and Almonds. And it just makes my skin look great. My hair look great. It looks great in all the lighting, but specifically if you're standing in the shade, but out in direct sunlight, it is just like my dream filter to the point where I have like been trying to dye my hair to, to make it look like it does in this filter. I'm obsessed with it. It like gives it like an icy look, but it like has like pink undertones and it's amazing. So go check out that filter. She's got another one called oats and berries. That's nice. But I use that one. I really love Kira has a bunch of filters. I love the for you slash Kira filter. It just like makes everything a little bit more contrasted. And then it has like sparkles over anything that's white. Um, and then my other favorite is one called blogger presets one. And it's tight because it's like, it's just one filter on the sliding thing, you know, but it's once you get onto blogger presets, you've got 15 different color settings that you can choose from. So you can see like what color undertone and setting looks good with what you're doing. Mm-hmm. 
And there's just so many options. So those are my faves. I'm out here just using, just swiping over to Paris. <laughs> I mean. I got, I got lots of things. It's so funny because I was watching your story the other day and I was, how does her shit look like this all the time? And then I'm like, oh, she uses a preset. This is the difference yeah, yeah, between yeah. guys and girls, by the way. Because I'm, I know Brit, I know that Sarah uses this stuff too, and I've never even cared to notice. You know who loves a story preset and filter is Jason Tardick. He's like king. Of really? The Instagram. Oh yeah, I always notice. I'm like, look at Jason getting it with his filter. But Jason uses so this is the one filter. Like, yes, it looks good. Like, it looks great in this room. It's called RetroCam, and it just makes it look like a vintage, like faded with the little like black like film style like speckles going all over it. And it's nice and all, but that's the one everyone uses. Like, yeah. it's just so common. I just, like, can't use it, you know? Like, you got to, like, dig and, like, find your own filters. Like, create your <laughs> own social media identity, you know? I got aesthetic. I got to redo my shit, apparently. Oh, yeah. You got to get with it. Paris ain't cutting it no more. I can't believe you use Paris when, you know, now they have the new one. If you swipe twice, it, they have the Los Angeles one. Was that one better? Is that one give me Botox? It. It's, and, like, it's got like brown tones and golden. It makes your skin look golden. It's so nice. I don't need that shit. My shit glows no matter what. Oh, no, you're looking a little pasty in that fluorescent light over there. I know, I am. I was hoping that was going to be a good segment, and I think it turned out to be a good one. Oh, great. I think people learned a lot. Oh, good. All right, Brandi. So yesterday we had our quarantine crew over for a pool party, which turned mm -hmm. into a boozy party, which Ooh. turned into... Getting down on some jello shots. Love a jello shot. So we've talked about it before, but I gotta say, man, boozy bites, jello shots are bomb, dude. I agree. I actually uh, have a couple of cases and I've been taking them to the dinner parties that apparently I'm old because I go to. Yeah. Uh, and it is the perfect thing to take because everybody loves a jello shot. And these little things are so cool. They're in. Like a little, almost like a plastic like wine cup, and it's like a push-up cup. It's yeah. so easy to, to, it's just so easy to transport. They don't have to be refrigerated, which is a game changer for me because I can just like throw them in the car and take them wherever. I love Jello shots. I make them for every party, and now I'm so pumped about these boozy bites because I can just order them online. It saves me hours of having to make actual Jello shots, and they're vegan, which you know I love anything that's animal friendly. So pumped on that what's your jam do you like citrus do you like mojito do you like rosé do you, what's what's your jam out there so ryan and i did a taste test before we took them to the party yeah so like we were kind of turned we got there don't worry my friend kirsten drove my favorite is the rosé yeah. but rye really likes the moscow mule and my friend kirsten loves the mojito yeah they're all good i mean it's a jello shot can't yeah, really go wrong. the rosé is my jam they're like 15% alcohol, so very effective. Shipped right to your door. Simply order online, sit back, and relax. If you like Jello shots, this is for you. We love Boozy Bites. We know you guys will too. Right now, they're offering 15% off plus some free shipping for our listeners. So order your own box or send some of these Boozy treats to a friend. Head to BoozyBites.com and enter the promo code FAVORITE at checkout for 15% off your order. That's BoozyBites.com, promo code Favorite. Check it out, and uh, you must be 21 yeah. to uh, purchase. And for a complete list of all states they ship to, you can visit their website. That's boozybites.com. Love those things, man. All right, Brandy, the holiday season, dude, it's right around the corner. And this year, we know that people will be buying more stuff online than ever before because people are, can't leave their house because of the groan. Mm -hmm. So that means e-commerce sellers out there are going to be just bamboozled 
with a bunch of orders. I'm not sure if you guys are ready to meet the demands of a record-breaking online shopping season. If you're not, you got to go check out ShipStation. Seriously, I almost feel like Black Friday is going to be canceled this year and everyone's yeah. going to be doing it online. So it's the perfect time to be um, selling online, whether you use Etsy or Amazon or even your own website. ShipStation is the perfect way to bring all of your orders into one simple interface. They make it so easy to manage from any device, even your cell phone. It works with all major carriers, USPS, FedEx, UPS, and even international shipping. And the best part is you can compare and choose the best sh shipping rates and you will always get the best deal you can get anywhere. It's no wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. Yeah, and right now, YFT listeners out there can try ShipStation for free for 60 days. All you got to do is use the offer code YFT. Make sure your business is ready to meet the demands of a massive online shopping season. Get started at ShipStation.com today. I got to say, I've been selling a lot of stuff on Facebook Marketplace, but there's really like no way to protect yourself selling on there unless you use like PayPal or something. So I've been using PayPal and it's great because ShipStation syncs with my PayPal and all of the addresses, the payments, the shipping labels, it's all right there. It's so easy. So you guys got to check this out. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage at ShipStation.com and type in YFT. That's our offer code we're giving you guys. And that's ShipStation.com offer code YFT. ShipStation.com make ship happen. We watched Enola Holmes the other night. A what? Enola Holmes. What's that? It's Millie Bobby Brown. Oh. Her new movie with Henry Cavill. Mm, is this on Netflix? Yes. What's it's got Henry thing? Cavill and Sam Cafflin. Mm-hmm. Which was in that movie that I was like raving about, that rom-com that I was raving about, I think, last I episode. watched that. Did you like it? Yeah, we loved it. Yeah, it was so good. Here's my question about Millie Bobby Brown. Do you think that she went by Millie Bobby Brown before she became famous? Or do you think that when she became famous, they were like, we're just going to use your middle name in this all the time. And then she was like, now I got to say fucking Millie Bobby Brown every time I say who I am. Or do you think she was Probably, just yeah. Millie? And now that she's famous, she's got to be Millie Bubba Brown. Yeah, I think she probably just went by Millie. Yeah. I don't get that. <laughs> I mean, like, but Millie Bobby Brown is such an iconic name. Is it, though? Yeah. I don't know. It just seems like a there's mouthful. No, there's no other Millie Bobby Brown. <laughs> it's epic. I, I get it. You don't need to try so hard. I mean, you were in Stranger Things. You win. Millie Bobby Brown is... Enola Holmes, which is the sister of Sherlock Holmes, which is played by Henry Cavill. Which, by the way, Henry Cavill, you're telling me you get to be Superman and Sherlock Holmes? What's next? You gonna play Jesus? This isn't fair, all right? <laughs> He's getting too many good parts. Uh, yeah, you're right. He's great in this Enola Holmes. Basically, Sherlock and his uh, brother, that's played by um, Sam Claflin, have like moved out of the house and this is like the much younger sister of those guys. And she's basically be just being raised by her mother. The dad has passed away. The brothers are gone. She's just getting raised by her mother. Her mother's like a little bit eccentric. It's played by uh, Helena Bonham Carter. Anyway, so that's the mom. It's, it's very like female empowering and, and that's very much like Helena Bonham Carter's prerogative with like raising her daughter. It's like, you don't need any man. I'm going to teach you how to be smart, but I'll teach you how to fight and play sports and like be like 
quirky and also coming up in a time of like Sherlock Holmes when obviously like there was like women's suffrage issues and stuff like that. So it's like very like much like young lady empowering, which I know that we have a lot of female listeners, especially if you have like daughters and stuff. This is a great movie to watch. It's good. Millie Bobby Brown is great as Noah Holmes. So basically, like I think the idea is there's going to be like a whole new sect of these movies where it's Enola doing what Sherlock has always done, mm. which is be a private eye and like solve cases. I like it. I'll watch it. Yeah, it's good. I've Re- been seeing her promote it and I've been thinking I want to watch that. So I yeah. just didn't realize it was already out. It's cute. I mean, that's a crazy cast right there. Yeah. Millie Bob, Millie Bobby Brown. <laughs> Hello, Bob, bottom color. You're Triple insane. names, dude. You guys are killing me. It's and a thing. It's a, I know it's a, it's a vibe. So I'm going to start going by Wells Richard Adams. <laughs> What's your middle name brand? Glenn. Glenn? Yeah. I like that. It was my grandfather's name. His name was Glenn Moore. As named after him. I like it. It's fine. <laughs> At least it's not Richard, which is Dick. I'm Wells Dick Adams. <laughs> I don't know. I was over at my friend Sarah's house last night. She's pregnant. And she was like, I'm about to pop in two months. I don't know what to name my kid. Like, yeah. can you guys help me out? And I was like, I mean, we can call Tish, but like her track record's not great. You know what I'm saying? Brandy, Destiny, Brazen. I was like, I mean, we can call my mom, but do you really want her advice? <laughs> You guys all have stripper slash trailer park yeah. kid names. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And then Trace the, Dempsey. Like, what was everyone thinking? And Miley isn't even her name. No, it was Destiny Hope. And she freaking changed that. Thing yeah, she did. Real quick. Yeah, she didn't want to be working at the Spearmint Rhino later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder she got bullied in school. Imagine if your name was Destiny. Miley got bullied? little bit yeah god never has the phrase the best revenge is living a good life oh yeah more appropriate than for destiny cyrus it's insane what a name did you ever watch unbreakable kimmy schmidt no uh-uh. so sarah loves the show i will admit that it's so funny it's the girl from the office is the main character and tina fey created it so it's ellie kemper is Kimmy Schmidt. Okay. There's another guy named Titus in the show that's amazing. Carol Kane's in it, who's been in like everything. But I think the thing that like I know her the best from is Princess Bride. She's liar, mm. liar. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Is that true love? The show is really, really funny, but it's much more like Sarah's vibe than mine's. I kind of like let her have it. But she's been trying to get me to watch Kimmy Schmidt, Kimmy versus the Reverend. The premise of Kimmy Schmidt is that she was a mole woman. So she was convinced by this guy who's played by Don Draper, by the way, that the world is ending and then that they have to go live in a bunker. And so it's like seven women who are all like, I guess, like kind of married to Don Draper, thinking that there's the apocalypse happening above ground and they are all married to him. And for like years and years and years, they live in this bunker. And then someone figures out that he's keeping these women hostage. (laughs) It seems really dark, but it's really funny. (laughs) And so they emerge and then they realize that the world is going on as totally normal and then they've been had or whatever so kimmy is one of the mole women and then it follows her story moving to new york and like adapting to the world it's quite funny but also very dark when i tell the story and so now it was a show that ran for however many years and did great now they've made a movie the movie is choose your own story do you remember those books that were choose your own story yeah i do so it's like that where it's like do you want kimmy to babysit the baby or leave the baby and go on the adventure. And then you choose it on your remote 
and then it goes down a different path. Yeah. And I got to say. Netflix tried to put out a show like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Anyways, yeah. we watched the Kimmy Schmidt one. Maybe don't watch it if you didn't watch Kimmy Schmidt. But if you did watch Kimmy Schmidt or understand, like, the idea behind that show, the movie's, it's a fun thing. Sometimes it goes into a dead end and you have to go back and, like, figure out, like, the right way. And you can, like, choose what characters you want to follow. Like, I really like Titus's character. So we were, like, going down his, his storyline more. But then you can go back. There's, like, four different endings. So it was really fun. Um, what pants are you wearing right now, would you say? These are OR scrubs. Oh, are they? Yeah, huh. How, where'd you get those? My dad's a doctor. Oh, you got your dad's pants on then. You big scrub guy? Like, you wear those a lot? Big scrub guy. <laughs> Interesting. Big scrub guy. Do you like scrubs? Okay. I can't say I've ever worn them. Oh, Brandi. You haven't lived. Okay. Well. They are the most comfortable. Everyone should have a pair of scrubs. They are the most comfortable pants ever. Okay. Perfect. That is Definitely one of my favorite things. I see this. <laughs> Last thing that I've been watching is a documentary called Class Action Park. Mm. It's on HBO Max. A documentary that focuses on a dangerously legendary water park and its slew of injuries and crimes, along with child safety concerns. Johnny Knoxville made a movie about this place. So this is a real place in New Jersey that was like a water park in like the 70s and early 80s that was the most dangerous. Like people got hurt all the time. There was no like checks and balances. The people who ran it were all just kids working on this, like working for the summer. It's one of those stories where you're like, there's no way that this was real. And it's totally real. Like the rides that <laughs> they would have were designed by just like people who are like, you know, it would be cool if, it, if we had this tube that went down and circled around. And did like a loop-de-loop. And then, and so you went down and you went up and around. And <laughs> they're telling the story of the loop-de-loop. Because it wasn't designed by like actual real engineers, these kids were going in there and hitting their heads so hard that their teeth were getting stuck in the wall. And so when they would go and people would get stuck, they'd open up the top and they would find teeth everywhere because people were getting their teeth knocked out. Like crazy Ew. stories. I'm only like halfway into this documentary, but it's bonkers. Mm. Have you watched Dancing with the Stars? There's only one been one episode, right? Two. I just watched the first one. Real dramatic last week. KB had an ankle ankle injury. They weren't sure if she was gonna dance. They waited till the very end to let her dance. She slayed it. Yeah. But I wish you'd watched it because I really want to know like who you think the top three is gonna be. I feel like I have my finger on the pulse of America. And oh yeah, you think so? Yeah, hmm. and so I I feel like I can tell who is going to be beloved and who is not. Okay. Sky is the best dancer. I think she's absolutely going to I think she's going to win the whole thing, but I think she's going to be top 3. She's incredible. I think that you're right. Nelly was phenomenal, and I do think that the note of like don't wear basketball shoes, wear like dancing shoes was a good note because it But, but if you had watched last week, my boy had custom made sneakers yeah, with the wedge input into it, so he has dance shoes that now look like sneakers. It's everything. Okay, also, Johnny Weir is amazing because he's, like, he, never— he good last week. Really? Because I know the first one, he was, like, not pumped about his scores. <laughs> it was not good last week. I, I was not a fan. All right, well, you know, there needs to be some sort of character arc here. Johnny Weir, Sky Jackson, and Caitlin are all the best dancers. Mm-hmm. Now, who do I think is going to win? I think that Caitlyn will win because I think that she has Bachelor Nation behind her and like all of her 
podcast, like beloved followers are all going to vote super mm-hmm. hardcore. What do you think? I think in the top three, it's definitely going to be Caitlyn, Sky Jackson. And it's kind of a toss up for that third spot. I feel like it's a little early to see like who's going to get better with like dance wise. Justina, she's an the actress. She's a phenomenal dancer. Like she's gotten huge scores both weeks at the top of the list. And she's awesome. I don't know how much people actually know who she is, though. So I don't know if the fan votes are really going to come in unless people just watch her dance and they're like, hell yeah. Yeah. I think people love Neve Shulman. Nev. Nev, sorry. Nev Shulman. And he's he's a decent dancer. He's pretty good. Yeah, from Catfish. You Catfish, yeah. I don't really watch that show, so I don't really, like, I don't feel very invested with him. But, like, Noah's best friends with him and loves him to death. But I feel like he's got he's got a lot of people behind him. Yeah. I think Vernon da- Davis does a good job, but I just don't know if he's going to make make it to top three. People Monica, who... I love Monica, but it's almost like it's almost like she's not trying very hard. I, I just feel like she's so, so competitive, right, as a coach that she like knows she's not a not great at this ballroom dancing thing. So she really just doesn't try very hard because she knows she can't slay it because she's so used to being the best. You know what I mean? Yeah. What, then why That's... do why do this show if you're her? If you know you're not great at dancing. I mean, maybe I think a lot of people think like, oh, I can do it. Yeah. And then they start training and they're like, oh, frick, this is hard. You know? Yeah. Frick, man. Frick. You know what? I, I feel for Carol Baskin. She really improved. She, so it was in the bottom two this week was Carol Baskin and Charles Oakley. And they and Carol got to stay. The judges voted for Carol to stay because she was the one that really improved from week one to week two. And Charles was bad both weeks. <laughs> Um, and I really, she really did like she did. I thought she did really well this last week. So, but I do think she'll go home next week, which is sad. I don't know. It's Carol Baskin. I know. Killed Carol her Baskin. husband. Whacked him. Anyway, big fan. I'm loving this season. Jesse Metcalf was actually pretty good this week too. They're starting to get really big names. You yeah. know, it's no longer like where old Hollywood goes to die. You know, it yeah. used, it used to be like the Branson <laughs> of show tune acts. Oh, totally. My dad used to play Branson all the time, and then he did Dancing with the Stars. Perfect analogy. <laughs> but now they've got some big Anne Heche. I know, and she's pretty good. I thought she did great. Jesse Metcalf. That's what I just said. AJ Mc Backstreet, and he does pretty good too. Nelly. I don't. I don't know. Also, he's, he's- Nelly's. Fucking veneers, bro. Step <laughs> the fuck back. If you're getting veneer, I totally support it, but don't go overboard with it because then you look like something about Mary. <laughs> you know? <laughs> he it just looks like he's got wit. Anyways. I think he looks great. I'm a Nelly fan. I'm a Nelly I fan gave, too. Um, so I, I don't really understand the voting process because you can like vote for each person 10 times. Like you can give them all the same amount of votes. I don't really understand how that works. I feel like you should only have like 10 votes and you have to allocate them to each person. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, I gave Caitlin 10, obviously. And then I gave Nelly like seven votes. And oh, then you're I gave. Voting. Oh, I'm invested. <laughs> yes, I'm voting. And then I gave a couple other people like three or four votes that I thought did a decent job. But I always give KB my 10. You know what I want to vote right now? I want to vote for the judges. Okay. I love Derek Hoff as a judge. I think he's great. I'm so glad that they got rid of Len. The, the old I fucking know. guy that was just always a curmudgeon over you, dude. Yeah. Also, Bruno, we need you to bring it back a little bit. All right. You're no, at, we don't. No, no you're at don't. a 12. We need I you at a seven. Here. 
here for Bruno. We love Bruno. Rise obsessed. He's so funny. I absolutely loved it. You are amazing. Dude, fucking bring it down a little bit, all right? No, I There's disagree. no one in bring this it. dance, bro. Keep it up. Keep it up. Carrie Ann. She's great, actually. I got nothing against her. I think Derek's a good, a good choice. He does a good job of, like, he does critique, but he also pumps him up. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a good job. I tell you what I don't like about Dancing with the Stars. I fucking hate the announcer. Really? Dancing the Foxtrot. It's I Carol it. Baskin. I don't like that guy's voice. I'm here for it. Ooh. Machine Gun Kelly has a song with Halsey that's out. That's new. Also, Zane has a song called, I can listen to it though. Of course, Zane puts out a song the same week his kid is born. That's some smart PR right there. Yeah, man. Gotta love some Moon Taxi. Gotta love Moon Taxi. I can't remember which Chris Stapleton song we played last time, but there, I think he has a new song called Cold. Yeah. Did we already play? I don't know. I'm down to throw up some Stapleton. What am I supposed to say? If anybody asks me about you, I guess I'll tell them without you. I just want someone to give this man a fucking phone book and say, sing it. <laughs> and I want to listen to it. Sounds right. You know? Mm-hmm. Has, uh, has Blood, has Billy Ray done something with uh, Stapleton? Yes and no. So years and years and years ago when Stapleton was in the, what was it, the Steel Driver? Steel Driver? Yeah. I think Chris worked, like, came in and, like, sang on some of my dad's songs or something, like, did background vocals or something like that. Because I remember when Chris Stapleton put out Traveler, which was, like, his first, like, solo thing. Mm -hmm. I was like, Dad, Dad, check out this artist. Like, he's so sick. You're going to love him so much. And I played it, and he was like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, I know this guy. He's yeah. singing on my stuff. I've been listening to Steel Drivers forever. Yeah. And I was like, oh. I used to go see the Steel Drivers a bunch at Station Inn. You remember the Station Inn in Nashville? Mm -hmm. It's the old, like, bluegrass. I miss going to see fucking live music. Uh, I know. Anyways, if you, whenever this gets back to normal, 
there's this tiny little bluegrass bar. It's in the Gulch in Nashville. The Gulch. And it's yeah. called Station Inn. And like everything's built up around it now. There's like grocery stores and like high rises around it. It's this tiny little stone building that's been there since the dawn of time. It's such a cool little bluegrass joint. Long story short, I used to see steel drivers there a bunch. Love them. That's cool. I okay. was playing this yesterday when we had our quarantine crew over. And nobody knew what this song was. And I was like, oh, dude, I'm full, bro. Tell me if you know this song. Once there was this kid who got into an accident and caught and come to school. But when he finally came back, his hair had turned from black into bright white. Do you remember the song at all? No. Really? Can't say I do. Anyways, this is a band called Crash Test Dummies. You don't remember this? Uh-uh. No. Well, anyways, it's a good song. Um, all right, Brandi. Have a good day. Have a good week. Thanks, well. Get that deep Brooklyn. I'm gonna. Oh, I know you are. And as my zit clears up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I will say this. One thing I'm looking forward to watching uh, this upcoming week is Utopia. So that's up on, that's on deck for you. Okay, great. Sarah and I are going to uh, go put on our Sunday best and go tour a country club because we're really? white people. Bougie AF. Actually, over by your mom's place. In Toluca. So Tell her I said what's up through the window, you know? Yeah. Hey, dish. All right. See you, dude. Bye. Bye. But both girl and boy were glad. This boy whose parents made him come directly home right after school and when they went to their church they shook and lurched all over the church floor This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.